I'm just so proud of you for oh, coming oh. out, you know, even stronger. And I'm going to cry. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shower stuff. <laughs> She's like, gotta go, gotta go. She's running away. Hello, this is Alicia. And this is Savannah. And you're listening to Do It For The Podcast. And this is episode number 17. And before we get started, this episode does require a, tri- a trigger. A twigger. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a serious topic. We can't laugh. I know. I'm just kidding. Um, a trigger warning because we are going to be talking about grief. Um, and especially with the holidays coming up, we know that that could bring up a lot of feelings and everything. So we want to talk about our personal experiences with grief and the holidays and just in general but before we get into that serious topic we'll talk about our little our weekend so how are you doing what's new with you I am great I just got back from Vegas last week Vegas girly it was so fun. So there was a conference in Vegas. It's mm-hmm. called Wedding MBA. It's a huge wedding conference. All vendors go. I did not go to this conference, but I went to Vegas for the conference vibes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That makes sense, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, kind of. You were there to hang out with the people that were at the conference. Exactly. And be in, the, in the environment, but not actually attend. Exactly. Yeah. So went to a couple of dinners, had a lunch at um, a hotel with a wedding sales rep. So definitely was networking focused, but still a lot of late nights and a lot of... I actually didn't drink a lot, but I think just the late nights got to me. Yeah. The first night I had, I drank the most and I had, I think, three drinks. And the second night I had one drink. (laughs) Why are you laughing? It's not even a lot. (laughs) I I just said it wasn't a lot. Okay. (laughs) The second night I had one drink at dinner and then we went to a club. Oh, and then you went to the club. Yeah, we stayed at the club for about 20 minutes and then we left and went home. Mm. Yeah, it was just to go for the vibes. But one thing that I will say that I tried in Vegas that I never have tried before. Oh, I'm so excited. Blackjack. Oh. On the table with the people, the oh, live like with people. live people. The live not, not people. Not the machines. Not the machines. Wow. Can you believe it? How was that? Did you win? It was stressful. Um, I would feel so you intimidated. You have to do math so quickly. Mm-hmm. I know it's just a 21, but I was like out here counting on my fingers. <laughs> I was stressed. But so the girls that I were with, they were so sweet to teach me. So one of them, she was really good at the blackjack machine. So she taught me on the machines first. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was like really good at the tables. So I tried the machines. It was fun. I did fine. And then they encouraged me to do the tables. And so it was nice because when we did the tables, we were usually with majority of our people. So oh, I didn't good. feel like I was with yeah. strangers. And a lot of the dealers that we had were really patient and so obviously they weren't like helping because you're not allowed to do that but they were very patient so um it was so fun i ended up winning in total 125 dollars hey there you go right i love that the only time i've ever gambled was in tahoe and i did blackjack on the machines i lost 40 dollars, and i'm like okay this is it for me (laughs) i don't want to lose any more money i feel it i was very concerned but you know what i can see how they get people because the moment I started winning, I was really good at being like, okay, I'm done. For example, we were waiting for a dinner reservation. So we walked across, it was literally like two steps and just sat at a blackjack table. I won $75 in five minutes. Nice. So 
Of course, this is addicting. Yeah, I love a be? good ROI. We love money. <laughs> I love money. I was out here just thinking, how could I not just want to do this in my free time? Yeah, but obviously dangerous. people lose. Very dangerous. So as soon as I won the seventy five, though. I just got off the table and went and cashed in because that was my dinner. Yeah. So I had just won my dinner money in that How can you try to gamble that away? You're like, literally, I have my dinner. Literally, it was amazing. Even though my dinner was actually like 140. But anyways, (laughs) it was great. That was my first time doing that. And I highly enjoyed it. Definitely recommend to a friend. But if you have um, addictive personality, maybe don't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I also, we worked together this weekend. So fun. We We did a little elopement down at the beach. Just a... it was only like nine people total, including the bride and groom. Yes. Um, I technically wasn't working though. Yeah. It was Alicia's team and it was lovely though. Those are my favorite types of weddings. Just little, little ones on the beach, but it was just fun to, to work with you and your team. It was really sweet. Yeah. And I, I was really thankful I could leave. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> because my team had on, it handled. You know, yeah. boundaries, what we've been talking we've been about. We've been talking about boundaries. I that team. Literally dipped out. It was yeah. the best feeling. You're like, don't let me stay. <laughs> yes. I know. I told you, if I want to stay, tell me no. <laughs> We're like, tell me I Alicia, have to leave. leave. We got it. We got it. Me and Steven got this. Um, and then also, I don't know about everybody else, but I have been absolutely obsessing over Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. When you told me that, I got so excited. I'm like, okay, we're finally reeling Alicia in to the Taylor Swift bandwagon. Okay, I don't know if it's the Taylor Swift bandwagon because if they break up, they break up. I'm no longer invested. Mm -hmm. But the concert, where was it? Argentina? Argentina, yeah. The lyric change. For Karma, yep. Karma (laughs) is a guy on the chiefs karma is the guy on the chiefs coming straight home to me i die (laughs) honestly i watched it so many times i've watched it so many times it's unhealthy yeah i know it's addicting and then because you were saying that you were watching all like the reactions and stuff the reaction videos all the reactions of her dad i analyzed her dad like putting his hand up and then travis not giving the high five back but then travis got embarrassed so he put his hands on his face and then all the dancers reactions i've rewatched the video every time to see the different dancers reactions and how they were shocked too she's and then taylor's little giggle yeah and she when she was like coming straight home because she knew that yes. everyone was shook yes and then and then the video of her running to kiss him running that was the sweetest thing ever my favorite part of that video him waiting there with his hands behind his back yeah like he didn't know what the vibe was gonna be yeah but he was just there he for was the vibe. he was just there he was the bar whatever the she floor, wanted everybody to do. <laughs> the bar is on stand there with your hands behind your back and girls will die <laughs> let it, her come to you type literally thing. yes you let her be in control but it's so cute because if you i mean I, I didn't really start following taylor's love life until kind of recently but in the past she's always kind of had those relationships behind closed doors and so the fact that that was like their first time kissing like on camera and she was just like this is the moment i'm just gonna run up and just give him a, a huge kiss and so it was just a really cute moment to see her so out there and happy and them together is just so cute it was it's wild and i don't know if you watched all the other now that you're on like taylor talk did you see all of the other things that she did during the concert she was like she kept pointing to him yes. and like looking at him during like lover and referencing him and i just think that's cute because she hasn't really done that before those i don't really believe but i don't know if i don't believe, believe them or not believe them but it's hard to tell that that 
that she was actually pointing or looking at oh. him and things. You know, obviously her saying guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me yes, and then the visual of her kissing yes. him, like cute. But yeah. the whole side eye, she meant to point at him. I don't know. She's performing. So I don't know if all of that. I think people start to play into everything a little bit too much. So I do see where you're coming from if you're not watching these concerts regularly because this is her like second half of the tour. So the mm. first half... I was every time a concert video came up, I would like watch it. Yeah. So either that's from like a fan or like Taylor Nation posting stuff. Taylor so like I know what she's like normally doing during so concerts. So she never points in the crowd. Correct. Yes. <gasps> so this is so if you don't see the other stuff, then you can say like, oh yeah, that's not like if you don't super, know now you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So anyway, glad you're glad you're on board. The NFL is bringing us together. <laughs> I know, literally, that is why oh, I'm invested. And I don't know. Did you see that thing I sent you on Instagram? I'm going to, I'll pull it up right now. What was it? So right after you told me that you had been watching it, um, this thing popped up on my Instagram and it said, following Chief's lyric change at the Eras tour, Karma by Taylor Swift is the biggest gainer on global Spotify, up 115 spots to number 79 with 1 million, 1.38 million streams. So after she did that Chiefs thing, her Spotify for that song shot up. So, But it's not like it's in the recorded song. No, but I think people will maybe want to listen to it and be like, oh, what was the original lyric? Or like somebody uh, that maybe isn't a normal Swiftie. Yeah. They're like, oh, I want to listen to it now and see. I don't know. So, yeah. Just Man, fun that fact. girl is just raking in the dollars. She really is. She just became a billionaire. I'm so proud I of her. I love to see women doing... <laughs> cool things right and then there's but, travis yeah. just living out his dream oh of gosh. literally having a crush on her and then yeah he was a boy with a with a dream and a friendship bracelet. i don't know if that's creepy or cool I, I, I can't decide i really can't decide yeah but either way i'm here for it yeah well i'm glad you're on board <laughs> yeah so if no one has seen those videos go watch them all because <laughs> i'm obsessed and I love them. Love that for you. I can't believe my update involved Taylor Swift. I know. This is exciting. This is very exciting. Okay. So (laughs) you can't reference her the rest of the show. Okay. Fair enough. The show. (laughs) The show. Oh my God. Anyway. The show. I don't know who I am right now. Yeah. It's It's Monday. Yeah. Okay. So how are you? I'm good. I, this weekend, other than doing that elopement with, your team i went disc golfing which i had this is my it was my third time going let me tell you i am sore i pulled something in my shoulder unfortunately so i'm actually in pain and i'm like okay i'm almost 30 years old i should probably stretch before i do these things but i don't know if anyone's been disc golfing but it is really fun it's really cheap you're just walking you know a course you're outside and you can bring like beer most of the time and you can bring your dog and it's just really fun so nolan i've been doing that never heard of it do you know what it is i would imagine that you are throwing a disc into a hole just as you are yeah yeah Yeah. just as you are golfing golfing yeah yeah um yeah is it like a frisbee yes it's a frisbee into a basket into a basket yeah that but seems it's like really, really hard away well, and you have to like you know you have to get it in like x amount or it seems whatever really hard it is hard but it's really you get fun any hole in ones no absolutely not oh wow i barely even got like par which so each one has like okay this one's like a three par or par three i don't know and so you're supposed to get it in three tries and that's like normal and then anything over is like you have to keep score or whatever so usually i would get four to six that's actually not bad yeah no it wasn't too bad nolan got me my first set of 
this oh you so, had, this is a regular thing well it's, it was my third time and before i was using his and um, so he got me my own yeah cute yeah so i'm excited and we're gonna go to mammoth this weekend to go snowboarding yes. and stuff and on our days that we're not snowboarding there's disc golfing like in mammoth and in bishop and like the local area so we're gonna go like disc golfing in the in the forest and stuff so cute. i'm really excited yeah it should be a good weekend oh my gosh yeah that's a really fun weekend yeah. that's why you can't work with me i know i'm sorry it's Meh. also yeah so that and then i saw my niece this weekend and she's getting so big and she's like all smiley and cute and i'm just obsessed with her she's the cutest she's thing so i've ever cute. seen she's I know. so big i know i'm shook i know i'm so scared not scared but i'm really excited to see my nephews next week but i'm scared that they're going to be like different humans yeah they Last change time every I time them, i they couldn't hold their head up now they can hold their head mm -hmm. up this was my first time i saw her where i like didn't have to hold her neck i mean obviously you know you want to be cognizant of it but <laughs> you like, just held her upside down <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> um but like you don't have to be like as fragile with them which yeah. is, is kind of nice i can't wait i know i did i do have to say when i, when I first went I'm over so there her, like mom came out and holding her and she just instantly started smiling i'm like oh my god give me that baby so like i held her and i went to go take a selfie projectile vomited all over me immediately and i, I feel like it's like a rite of passage i got spit up oh on. yeah oh yeah yeah but she just had to show you her excitement as well exactly i'm like okay I, that was my bad though i think i bounced her a little too because yes, i was just like so excited. excited i know she's like in <laughs> <laughs> her head just like biatch i just yeah, ate literally yeah but yeah she taught are, you a lesson yeah and those so those are my weekend updates and then kind of going into our topic um my family and i we've been like prepping for my grandpa's celebration of life and everything so that's been on my mind a lot too um you know with the topic of grieving and all of that so yeah, definitely and my family we had a lot of loss around the holidays last two years ago so mm -hmm. my grandpa passed um in november and then my cousin passed after that in february so kind of that winter holiday season so i think that is definitely what you and I wanted to, why we wanted to talk about it is just because holidays bring up a lot of feelings for people and it doesn't necessarily have to be loss of people either. Yeah. I think that the holidays in general can bring up just feelings of loneliness if you aren't around your family or um, if you don't have a partner, you can yeah. feel lonely, like you really want a significant other. Just a lot of things come up around the holidays. So I think that the purpose for us doing the grief topic is one, to just talk about how we've both dealt with grief and kind of our personal experiences and maybe a few tips on, you know, how you can deal with grief if you're dealing with it. And then also listening to our last episode on living a happy and healthy lifestyle mm -hmm. in general, I think we'll tie into these tips too. Yep, exactly. Yeah, and I feel like I'm finally kind of ready to talk about my grandpa and not cry immediately. So this is good because last episode I like referenced it and I was already tearing up when I was like talking about it. And then because he had passed away the week before, but I wasn't quite ready to mention it. But so now as time has gone by, I feel like I can kind of talk about it a little bit more objectively and hopefully not cry too much. So yeah, <laughs> well, I also, I guess, was definitely waiting for or on your time in terms of if we would even talk about it or mm -hmm. if we were even going to do a grief episode. Cause I know we had that idea a long time ago yeah. that we wanted to do that, but we didn't really say when we were going to do it. And then obviously with the passing of your grandpa, I didn't want to be, do it too soon yeah. and make you uncomfortable. Appreciate so 
I can't believe we're even doing it, but yeah. I think we do. We do. We're very lighthearted. Yeah, we'll try and, to keep it light. Yeah, we'll try to keep <laughs> it light and. Obviously, probably not going to be the funniest episode ever, no. but maybe. Well, you never know. You and your dark we, humor, I was going <laughs> to say, sometimes grief brings out weird things in people and me. So you never know. You never know. <laughs> Which is the first thing that we're going to talk about is how we cope with grieving. So um, do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Okay. I think it's so definitely... Again, we're talking about our personal experiences and this is going to be how we personally cope with grieving and we have actually similar ways of coping which yeah. we broke down, but we're going to dive into a couple of things. But I just want to say that we're very aware that this is not the only way to cope mm-hmm. and there are many other ways and we're also are not licensed therapists. No, so no. we're not saying that our way of coping is good. We're not saying it's bad. We are just saying this is what we do. So I just want to say that disclaimer because <laughs> a lot of people could think, you know, I don't know. There's many different ways of coping and also different timelines of coping, which we absolutely talked about yeah. earlier when we were going to do the episode. So definitely just want to make sure that people are, you know, getting the help that they need and not using this as not that I think anyone looks to us that highly, but <laughs> <laughs> literally no one looks to us that highly. But all of our followers. Yeah. All of all, you know, this is a show. <laughs> But oh, don't use this as a way to cope. Yes, this is just our, our personal Maybe it could be a way to laugh, though. Yeah, that's true. And then also how we were talking about earlier, like, this could be a time that people might feel a little lonely. So maybe listening to our experiences shows them yeah. that they're not alone and that, you know, we're all in this together. For sure. Yeah. So generally speaking, I guess how... I cope and then again this is kind of um, ties into Savannah too so we'll kind of both talk about this part Mm -hmm. but and actually one thing that's crazy is I was lucky enough to go majority of my life without feeling um, a lot of having any big life hurdle or passing of a family member that I did experience grief it was not until two years ago which for me, I was, what, 28? Mm-hmm. So pretty much, I, I mean, I'm an adult. Uh, we're like right. adults, but not adults, Yeah, right? exactly. So <laughs> I was lucky enough to not experience that until I was an adult. So I do think that I was able to really, I guess, be more emotionally mature in how I handled my grief. Mm. But not everybody, you know, some people deal with it when they're younger. Yeah. And then also as you grow, I imagine that you deal with it in different ways as well. Mm. So for where I was at in my life, this is how I chose to deal with it, which was keeping busy and kind of putting myself into the the role in the family of the person that can handle things, mm-hmm. like planning the celebration of life, speaking at the funeral, things like that, when maybe if this would have happened when I was younger, that definitely might not have been the case. But I... I I did deal with two family members passing in a very short period of time. So that also kind of magnified the amount that I had to go through. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I went from never experiencing it. I did have a great grandma pass away, but she was a great grandma. So I wasn't super close with her and I was younger. So I didn't like really remember, but having two close family members pass away definitely changed the whole dynamic of our family and changed a lot of things. But Diving into the keeping busy parks. I know that you do that too. I 100% do that. Um, And really quick to touch on like what you just said about this being like the first like 
big death in your family. For me, it's a little bit different because when I was 18, my grandpa on my mom's side passed away. And so like being an 18 year old, I don't know, it was very, very different. I felt like that's really young. Um, so I dealt with that in like a different type of way. And then my grandma on my mom's side passed in 2019. So four years ago. So I was 25. So even just like those differences. And then now my grandpa on my dad's side, I feel like each one has been different, but I feel like this one was actually the hardest for me though. Mm -hmm. Like my grandpa, I don't know. I think it's because my grandparents on my mom's side were much older. Mm. So I was a little bit more like, not like ready, but there was more time to process it. There was like a process of them getting sick and mm -hmm. older. And like, you know, with especially with my grandma, like she, we thought she was going to pass like 10 times. There oh was, cause, and she lived up in Washington with my aunt. Yeah. And there were so many times where my mom got on a flight, flew up there because they were like, this is it. Like, come say goodbye. And then she'd wake up in the hospital and be like, hey guys, like what's happening? <laughs> oh and we're all like, what the heck, grandma? Like, yeah. You were <laughs> Literally nine lives. Yeah. And we had to like call the ambulance on her oh. like so many times because she would like, yeah. So anyway, she was 92 though. So wow. she definitely lived like a, a good life. Um, but with my grandpa, he was only 78 and this all happened within like the span of a month. Mm -hmm. And like two months ago, he had a wellness check and they gave him like an A plus. And so wow, I don't think I knew that it was very shocking. So I know that's one of the stages of grief Not that <laughs> is a shock. Yeah. So that was that was a bit of a shock, but I just wanted to to mention that in this. Um, but yeah, definitely keeping busy has been a big thing for me. The first like week that he passed, I could not. Every time there was like a silent moment, whether I'm like driving somewhere or getting ready for bed, like when I lay down to go to bed, my mind would start racing, and then I would just start crying, like uncontrollably, start crying. Yeah, and so I have a really embarrassing way that I've been dealing with it. And I didn't realize that until today that my brain started doing this. And I know that this is not normal. So I know you can make fun of me. It's okay. But the way that my brain has dealt with this filling the silence is I've been planning my future wedding in my head. Wow. I know that it's, took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's something that has taken my mind off of things and it's just kind of like mundane because like obviously I'm not actually engaged right now so there's not a whole lot of like you sounds know. like less work for me when you do get engaged <laughs> and less work for me too I'm like I'm prepared I'm ready let's get married tomorrow no it, but I mean that's just something that I've I don't know that's a way that I guess my brain has dealt with grief is planning my <laughs> non-existent planning wedding. your wedding how embarrassing is that though I don't know that's not embarrassing a little bit but that's okay I don't, I don't think, well, I mean, you can replace that for a lot of people. I'm sure they could replace that with something else that they have like put their attention to. Yeah, exactly. Because for me, I mean, I didn't plan my wedding, but <laughs> I was planning many, it was my busy season, you know, yeah. holidays, even though we're, we don't have a lot of events, it's planning season. So I definitely put myself into my work and planning details for mm -hmm. other people. And then also, like I said, planning the life, the celebration of life for my grandpa. Yeah. Like I definitely jumped in to take lead on that, help find the space, um, organize the food, 
all of the things and like what was needed. Um, obviously I am a planner, so it makes the most sense for me to yeah. step up, but also I'm not there. So I'm the only person from my family that doesn't live close by. Mm. So it did make sense by profession, but also not like geographically because yeah. I'm not physically there to do these things, but I wanted to do them because it, it was my way of keeping my brain busy and my way of, kind of contributing, I guess, to the family. Mm-hmm. Because I think that for me, one thing that comes a lot with not being by my family is I get a lot of guilt, mm. a lot of, like, I feel the guilt. I do not think that anybody puts that on me. It's a hundred percent myself. And I know that, but since I was not physically there by being able to go to the funeral home with my grandma and my dad and being able to, you know, even go see my grandma when it happened or just physically be present. I feel so guilty Mm -hmm. and I try to make up for it via acts of service by doing things like planning the celebration of life and also volunteering too. I guess I kind of, not volunteering, but I did speak at the funeral because we're a very small family. My dad's an only child, so he had no other siblings to, you know, and my dad would not have been able to speak. He was very upset. Um, my grandma would not have been able to speak. And then it just leaves me, my sister and brother. And if you know us three, you know that it is most likely to be me to mm-hmm. do that because my brother is a very quiet and like more re- retreats during grief. And then my sister just doesn't like to public speak or anything. So. Yeah it kind of just fell upon my lap. And even though I really did not want to do it, I had never even attended a funeral. So to be put in the position of having to speak about my grandpa and to be the only one that was going to do it because no other family member was going to do it. We did have an open mic after I, I read my, um, my words, but I just felt like I had to because again, I felt so guilty that I was not able to physically be there. And then same with my cousin, I was not able to physically be there with the family. And I mean, that's, I feel guilt in that way for a lot of things when I miss big life events, you know, even my nephews being born, things like that. But so I always try to make up with, for it, with how I serve and Mm -hmm. how I contribute to the family in general. I that's also another stage of grief is guilt. Fun fact. Well, we're just really going by the book here. (laughs) Yeah, but that's that's understandable. And I haven't decided yet if I want to speak at my grandpa's celebration of life. I've like rehearsed what I could possibly Mm -hmm. say in my head, but every time I like go to like rehearse it, I just start crying. So I'm like, I don't know. And a lot of times I think it's not even the words that I'm saying, it's getting up there and then the nervousness also like combines with the words that you're saying. And then I feel like my emotions would take over and I would just not be able to say what I need to say. Yeah. So I haven't really decided what I'm going to do for that yet, but I've also jumped into like the planning thing, like almost right away. Cause obviously like my grandma is now, you know, like she just lost her life partner and then my dad and like his brother. So the grandchildren have kind of like stepped up like my sisters and I and like our other cousin have kind of taken the reins on the celebration of life um, to kind of give them more time to like, you know, grieve and stuff like that. So like, obviously I'm in charge of all things photo related, like the slideshow and I'm ordering like a big canvas of him and stuff like that. Um, So that's been kind of my, my role in, in all of this and just trying to 
be there to support them and yeah yeah I think deciding to speak is definitely just something you have to think about and yeah it's a hard decision like I said I feel like I couldn't say no so I was Mm. really really pushed into it but I'm very glad I did it and I every time I practice as well I would cry at a certain part I knew what part to because I could get through the beginning Mm because it was kind of factual and then once I got to the part where I was talking about him and I when we were little and things that I remembered I would ball every time and like clockwork when I was there up there I kind of blacked out a little bit but (laughs) I knew that part was coming and as soon as I hit that first word of the sentence I started bawling and and I, and I paused and I got it together and someone even offered to finish reading it for me. And I, I just, no, I yeah. wanted to finish it out myself because it was from me. So definitely don't regret doing it. I would say my advice would be if it were me, I probably would have wanted to at least try. Mm. And so then that way I could look back on the, you know, service and be, and just know that I stood up there and I said what I could and if someone else had to finish it out for me or if I wasn't able to finish, then that's okay. But I at least tried. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's helpful for you at all. But yeah. Well, another thing for me is for the celebration of life, my grandma is very particular about it being lighthearted. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard though. It is. And so a lot of the things that I have thought about saying are lighthearted, but then there's also like some deeper stuff that I feel like I would want to say that would be very emotional for me to talk about. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm like in this weird limbo of like, obviously I want it to be lighthearted because that's what they want, but also like there's some real emotions there. So I don't know. Just bring the podcast mic with you. (laughs) And just pretend like you're talking to me. We're recording. <laughs> I'll record it and then we'll put it on the podcast. You just pull up with a tripod <laughs> and a microphone. My recorder. And you just look off into the distance and imagine Alicia's face. I'm like, hi, this is Savannah. <laughs> and Alicia. <laughs> I can put Anna Alicia on a little memo for you. Oh my God. Hey, I got you. will be to. right there with me. I will. Can I hold my hand? Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. Because we're doing like, everyone's going to wear Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. Like it's going to be Aww. very like try to be as lighthearted yeah, as possible for so. sure so we'll see about that well you kind of touched on one thing that we were going to dive a little bit about when you mentioned your grandpa passing when you were 18 your mm-hmm. mom's dad mm-hmm. and then you know your dad's dad passing recently and how you were I guess for lack of a better way to say it a little bit more mentally prepared since maybe they were more you know older right but that's definitely something for me that when my grandpa passed and then my cousin passed was I didn't know how because my grandpa passing he wasn't he was sick and he has been sick but I don't think we knew he was going to pass kind of you situation with you yeah However, he was older, not super old, but older, you know, lived a great life. And we kind of, he had been struggling with sickness. So we knew him passing, he wouldn't be in pain anymore. And, you know, there's a lot of things behind that. Yeah. My cousin passing was a car accident, utter and complete shock and Mm -hmm. disbelief in every regard. When I got that phone call that morning, I actually, my best friend was at my house because she was staying with me from the Bay and I could not even process it to where I heard the words on the phone, but I did not cry. When my grandpa, when they told me my grandpa passed, I immediately started bawling. It was like an immediate reaction 
because I could believe it. Mm-hmm. But with my cousin, I just couldn't. I was the shock was so real that I just walked out to the living room, told my best friend, and was just sitting there, almost confused. Yeah, in, in kind of a disassociation. It was it was crazy. Yeah. And I even went to work that day and did things that day because I feel like it hadn't hit me yet. And mm. those are just like kind of the two drastic and I experienced them so close together that it was very strange for me to think about my grief and how I could literally parallel see the differences between the two. Yeah. And especially when I think back now too. It's it's very interesting. Who passed first? My grandpa. Your grandpa did. Yeah. Oh man. So your first experiences with grief were something they were so close and they were also so different. Yes. So I really feel like that created like an emotional roller coaster for you and your family, I'm sure. A hundred percent. But I think that I think one thing I learned and kind of bringing it back to, you know, general tips is that there definitely is no right way, because I think at first I did feel more guilt that I didn't have a really intense reaction to my cousin. But when I think back on it, it's because of the shock and it's because Mm -hmm. of the circumstance and it's because of, I was still grieving my grandpa at the time. So to have to, to like now be thinking of a totally different scenario, I think I was just in such a place where I think now I'm just saying like it was okay that I reacted that way, but I didn't feel that it was in the time. But mm-hmm. if you are going through, you know, any type of grief, then you just need to feel how you feel and maybe reflect later. Yeah. Don't try to analyze it while you're in it because I think that in it, I was constantly thinking, okay, well, I just, I immediately cried for my grandpa. Like, why am I not feeling this for my cousin? But it was just a different situation. And so now looking back, I know the differences. So just feel what you need to feel and worry about that retrospect once you are healed and you can actually, you know, think about the reactions with a clear mind. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I kind of felt some guilt a little bit because when my grandpa passed, I immediately went over to my... Okay. Well, I got the call that he had uh, coded at the hospital and it's so embarrassing. I was getting sugared. And so I swear, why does you just like to mention that on this podcast? I'm just saying I was crying on the table. We get it. You get sugared. No, because it was just so embarrassing. The position that I was in started crying, get in my car, absolutely just sobbed. And then I went to be with my family and my aunt and uncle were down from Washington. And so I, I get to my parents' house and only my uncle was there. My aunt and my mom were at the grocery store when they found out or when they got the call that he was coding. And so when I was up, I was talking with my uncle and then I got the text from my dad saying like grandpa had passed at 1257. And so I was kind of in this a little bit of shock. But I'm so thankful that I was with my uncle because he is a very, very level-headed person. And so I'm glad that he kind of wasn't very emotional about it because it allowed us to have like a conversation when we both, because we were in a group chat. And so I was able to kind of like process it that way first because I feel like if I was surrounded with my by my family, we all found at the same time, it would have been like an overload of emotions and I would have <laughs> been like just a mess. Um, so it's nice, like I got to, my uncle was there. Then my aunt and uncle came home or my aunt, my mom came home, got to have that moment with them. 
And then my sister and her husband came over, got to have that moment with them. Then my, so like people started trickling in. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of nice. But the only like, and then I started feeling guilty because, you know, we had all that had that time together. And then at one point, we just started kind of talking about more lightheartedly. And then my little sister came over. She had to drive from San Diego and she came and she was just like a mess. And so then I felt guilty about not being a mess mm-hmm. at the same time as her. But then I, 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 when I told her, I'm like, I just sobbed in my car. So like what you see now is not the same person I was. And then also like my older sister, she had had her breakdown like right before her wedding because that's when he started to really decline. Mm -hmm. And so like we're all in different phases already. And it's weird because we're all getting the information at the same time, but we're all processing it like very, very differently. So um, I forgot even what even the point of this <laughs> rant was. Well, I oh, think, guilt. Have yeah, I think yeah. it's your experience with guilt, and just the point is that the processing timelines are different yes. for everyone. Yeah, and so just focusing on your own timeline and not trying to compare it to others yeah. is important as well because you you don't really know when people had that breakdown because right. for me I'm a very behind closed doors person i'm the same way so people could look at me and think oh she you know maybe she hasn't cried or she hasn't this and and i do but i do it on my own time or in my own way i do that too exact same thing too yeah and i think another or one other kind of thing that helped me is almost choosing to be around not family and being around friends was Mm -hmm. a nice break for me to like remove myself from all of the heavy emotion because I personally need like my retreat time. Yeah. So I think that it was helpful for me to do that and also helpful for me to do it with people who understood me in a way that I could do it in silence. So Mm -hmm. I, I spent a lot of time even on the phone or, um, even the day of my grandpa's funeral with my best friend and majority of our time was in silence. I was getting ready in silence. I was, but she knows me so well that she knows I just kind of needed that time. So yeah. I think it's important to surround yourself. It doesn't even have to be with family is my point because when I'm down here too, I don't have family. Mm-hmm. So I rely on friends or even like I said, phone calls, FaceTimes where I can just sit there and have the presence of someone and just kind of, I don't even cry. I'm just, I just need moments with people in silence. And if that's by yourself too, that's okay. I'm a big shower crier. So (laughs) sometimes my friend knows that if I'm like, I'm going to go shower, then remember I said I shower three times a day. I don't cry three times a day. (laughs) (laughs) People are probably like referencing like, is that why she showers so much? Yeah. No, no, no. But, um, (laughs) you're like, I have to go shower you guys. (laughs) She's like crying on the way to the shower. (laughs) No, you can't Um, cry until you get in the shower. In the shower. have to cry when you're in the shower Mm -hmm. that's how it works see i unfortunately have a really wussy water heater so my showers have to be pretty quick so there's not (laughs) enough time for crying oh my goodness yeah that's the only thing i don't like about my condo you cannot live there you can come cry in my shower if you want (laughs) i will literally loan you my shower yeah also holly has great shower water pressure Uh, yeah mine is very intense no mine is very intense okay yeah i love that um but I mean, to that point, wait, what was the point? Uh, what were we just talking about? See, I'm my, my brain fog is so bad. It's okay. No. Oh, being with family versus friends. Yeah. For me, I have actually gravitated more towards my family. Like within the week of his passing, I was with my family every single day in one 
like way or another is either at my house with like everybody or like having lunch with my grandma or something i just felt like i needed to be with them because we didn't really talk about it the whole time though like Mm -hmm. we had our moments of like sadness but then also just being around everyone like we really really leaned on each other and i can't really imagine people that lose someone close to them and not have like the support system Mm -hmm. um like even if you don't physically live near somebody like me just knowing that i have all of this family that we can lean on each other was like amazing and then i can go home and be with just nolan and have like that just like silent companionship right Mm -hmm. where like we can just sit and watch tv or we can just i don't know we don't really have to be talking or anything but just knowing that like we're with each other is like yeah yeah absolutely i think one thing to um that we wanted to touch on for you specifically was kind of the timeline in which you've been grieving has been a really big emotional roller coaster with the mm-hmm. highs and lows a lot of highs and lows i literally feel like i have emotional whiplash all the time um i know i mentioned this before but the week leading up to my sister's wedding is when my grandpa went on life support and there was still hope but it was like looking very slim so like that was very sad and then my sister's wedding was like the highest high and then a few days later he passed so that was like a low low but it's really weird ever since he passed really great things have been happening in my family and i can't help but think that like that's my grandpa's doing like my little sister just got her first like really big big girl job Mm -hmm. which is just i'm just so thankful for her and then nolan just got a new job that he's super super excited about also like a big boy job um, I and see then, a ring in your future. Oh, <laughs> maybe that's why I've been wedding planning because I know it's coming. Um, so it's just like, yeah, it's it's highs and lows, and I honestly just feel emotionally drained. Yeah, and I think I remember seeing you that week and just kind of the internal struggle that you had processing your grandpa, you know, being in yeah. the hospital, but yet still trying to remain strong and positive and happy for your sister's wedding Mm -hmm. as the maid of honor. And you had all this, you know, responsibility on you. And I had definitely seen that, you know, internally, but I think that you did a really great job of handling it. And it's like very admirable because not everyone can do that. Thank you. And I think like overall, what I gained from it is just kind of knowing or realizing that in the really tough moments life still continues Mm -hmm. and life is still happening Mm -hmm. nothing pauses we can't press pause and not have these things continue on you know your sister's wedding was that day there would have been no way for it to not be that right exactly and so really embracing those moments of happiness even when there's sad things going on i think is so important and i'm sure in hindsight brought your family closer because you were able to come together and celebrate love and the forming of another family and that family is going to continue your family you know when they have Mm -hmm. kids and it is making me cry not the the grief part (laughs) wasn't making me cry but like talking about the happiness stuff is making me cry i started tearing up but i think i just think that that is a really important point for people to take away is because we can get caught up in the sadness of everyday life and we get caught up in, you know, it's important to feel, but it's also important to feel the happy in the sadness and have those moments. And I'm just so proud of you for coming out, you know, even stronger. And 
I'm gonna cry. Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> shower stuff. <laughs> She's like, gotta go, gotta go. She's running away. <laughs> no, I it's no. just it's it's true yeah. though because. Those are the moments that you yes, look back on yeah. and the memories that we all have. And I, yeah, living a happy and healthy lifestyle yeah. is important. Yeah. And I know that he wouldn't want us to be like, my grandpa was someone that loved traveling, loved seeing the world, loved appreciating like the beautiful moments in life. So it, what is life if you're not like, you know, embracing all of those sweet and happy moments? So yeah, it was definitely an emotional roller coaster. But at the end of the day, like my sister, when she was having this internal struggle before her wedding, I was like, we need to come together and celebrate because that is what makes life worth living is life and friends and family and just celebrating. So, yeah, man, this is some deep. I know. Wow. Look at us getting so deep. Um, but I guess we can to kind of end it. We can talk about how to maybe be there for others while they're grieving. Um when I was in college, I was a communication studies major. And one of the biggest things that I kind of learned when it comes to grieving is that it's not always productive to say like, I'm so sorry for your loss. Like, let me know how I can help. Well, the intention is still there. And it's obviously like, I don't think a lot of people will really realize this when they're receiving that comment. It's not going to be received badly, Mm -hmm. but if you really truly want to, help someone while they're grieving it's important to kind of take initiative with specific things like making them a meal or running errands for them or doing things without having them to ask you to do them is something that could really really help someone in their grieving process 100 percent. i think it's hard to know i think it's hard to know too how to help others especially if you're not that familiar with just them as people yeah you know, my best friend knows how to help me. I know how to help my best friend, but Mm -hmm. there may be people that you're not so close to. So I think in that case, just really being, doing those tasks, like you said, because that's always going to be helpful, a meal or an errand or taking something off their plate. Like acts of service is huge because I think everybody can appreciate that. Even if you don't know how to help them emotionally at the time. Yeah. And I think when I first saw you after I knew your grandpa had passed, I literally just hugged you, yep. which we don't hug. No, and I knew. And it was a long You didn't hug. have to say anything. I didn't say anything. And I just like, I knew that that's what you were, why you were hugging yeah. me. I yeah. I just hugged you long and silently. Yeah. <laughs> and then I didn't even say anything until later. And then, You're like, you know, that's why I hugged you, right? I'm like, yes, I knew that's why you hugged me. I didn't know if you knew. I just yes, wanted to hug you. I know. And I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't know if you were in the headspace to want to talk about it. Yeah. I just wanted to be there and show you that I knew yeah. and that I was going to be there if you wanted to bring it up and yeah. give you that physical touch, which rare occasion. <laughs> it was rare. I'm like, wow, Alicia's hugging me. And it was like longer than 10 seconds. <laughs> and then I think you made me coffee. Actually, you gave me your coffee that you had I just gave made. You your coffee. Yeah, yeah, which was huge. Wow. <laughs> so serious. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. That's okay. My I brain think, is all over the place. I um, think that's kind of a good place, though, where we kind of wanted to wrap it up. We were just talking about how to help others generally. And I think overall, the holidays are tough. Mm-hmm. So find the happy memories and moments that you can make. And remember, still still feel the feels and remember you know, the people. I definitely still want to make it a point to... I don't know. I don't want to ignore the sadness for sure. Yeah. 
something that I think as far as like holidays go, when we were looking up grieving facts and or I was looking up grieving facts, but I found that you're the grief, communication <laughs> studies major. Grief symptoms usually start to decline after like one to two years, but it could be triggered by events such as like birthdays and holidays and stuff coming up. So just remember that there is, if you know, this is a triggering time for you, that there's no timeline for feeling better and you, but on the flip side of that, you don't have to feel guilty about not feeling sad at mm-hmm. the same time. So just give yourself grace, give others grace. Give and others grace in this season, please. Yes. When you are out and about, oh my gosh, we could do a whole episode on that. Oh, just how to be a nice human yes, during the holidays. Because it's just so, people are dealing with a lot. And I think mm-hmm. there's just, during the holidays, there's a lot of people out. There's a lot of things going on. And I really make it a point to just remember that I don't know what someone else is going through. And when someone is cuts me off on the road or says something or is rude or whatever, I don't get upset. Like I literally had someone cut me off and they cut me off. I was like, what? And then I pulled up just to see who it was, you know, curious. (laughs) And they're eating a burrito, a big old burrito, you know. (laughs) And I'm like, they're not even paying attention. And then, you know what? I was like, ugh, they're not even paying attention. And then I immediately thought, you know what? They might be eating the burrito in their car because they couldn't sleep because they had something happen last night. And they're rushing to work. And I don't know their lives. You really never know. I made this whole scenario in my head. Mm -hmm. And then I felt bad for this person. So, you know, I just think that you don't have to go that deep and be a psycho like me and create a whole <laughs> scenario. But I think my point is, is that just think about others and that they, you don't know what's happening in their life and always put kindness first. I Absolutely. always, always give kindness even when I'm not being given it. Yeah. Love that. So moral of the story, be kind, call your mom, call your dad, call your grandparents. Didn't we have an episode saying yes. this? Once? Yes. Call your friends. Anybody that's important in your life and let them know that you love them. And and have celebratory lunches like we're about to go to yes. right now. Let's go eat a salad and a Chardonnay, right? That's what oh you wish. How did you know my order? Because <laughs> you said it. And I am not Dory. I actually <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to have a salad and a Chardonnay. <laughs> oh, man. We'll follow us on Instagram at We Do It For The Podcast. And I think we're going to skip next week's episode in lieu of Thanksgiving. We Is that are. Right? We yeah. are. I will be gone all week so we are going to skip next week but you can catch up on all the other episodes because i know y'all have not all listened to other facts we, we can, can see, see. <laughs> <laughs> we can see who is listening no i'm well, just kidding who. i know i just want to be saying that but oh. no no we can see how many people are listening and to which ones so mm-hmm. some of y'all are missing some that's that's very true We've got a lot to catch up on so go ahead and do that right now yes okay bye bye